figure out what kind of train wreck this is going to be. <laughs> Say something, Jeff. Say something. Something. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. Uh, there's the hijinks. Now we just need games and drinks. We'll find out. We, we looks like we have drinks. So it's uh, that means it has to mean it's time for Warhammer then. It is time for Warhammer. I'm excited. This is the, the uh, week. Yeah, this yeah. is the uh, Warhammer podcast brought to you by Second Pitch Beer Company. Hey, uh, coming you from the bowels of Battle Pub Games. Under the, the bowels. Under the bowels. The sub bowels. The sub bowels of the Battle Pub Games studios. Uh, and we're here to, uh, infest your ear holes with what we think is, uh, good information. Nah. Because, <laughs> uh... At a very rudimentary level. Yeah. Wave top. Wave top. Wave top. Use your goddamn trademarks. Yeah. Use your words. Use your words. <laughs> you have keywords. You have yeah. to use them now. You have to use them. You have catchphrases. Hashtag you have catchphrases. You're stuck with them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we have, a uh, one segment that is actually factual. Mm-hmm. And then everything else we talk about, uh, we sort of skimmed over. Yep. And then uh, we're just going to make you deal with it. So, yeah. um, to be fair, Big Jim did do research today. He brought Cliff Notes. I brought Cliff Notes. He printed it. He used a he's printer. He's got a packet. Yeah, Look he used a printer. He did. I assume your company from your from from well, your work. He, you can you, you can, can prove nothing. Yeah, like, like, prove I, that is that is not from your home printer. No, that no. is. Can prove absolutely nothing. No. Yeah. No, I, I uh, respect that. Waste, fraud, and abuse isn't a thing. Yeah. Uh, however, we have been getting some comments uh, lately that I think are... Uh, Must be addressed. Yeah. Well, okay. I think they're worth addressing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one, one of my favorite comments, and we've gotten it on several of the episodes now, is that uh, people really appreciate that we're just random fucking dudes that kind of just discussing our hobby, and we're not like su- some super dry... Meta. Yeah, yeah. meta just the facts kind of approach to this. So there's nothing just the uh, facts, man. It's, it's, there's a place for all that. It's just not here. It's just <laughs> not here. Yeah. If you want just the facts, there are a lot of, podcasts there's a lot of them out there. You are, are going to talk about great. gameplay in a specific region. And yeah. Da-da-da. And we're not those people. Uh, so we appreciate it. We're, we're glad that our wave top level analysis yes. of the lore yeah, is a, dumb shit something is you good. can dig. Uh, the other question that we've been getting asked is, how do you send us beverages? Um, Adult beverages. Yeah. Uh, you like can if you send, send me a fucking Dr. Pepper through the mail. Fuck you, bro. It, <laughs> oh, God. You know how awful that would be? That would be terrible. Uh, you can send it to the store. So Battle Pub Games. Uh, you can go to BattlePub.com and find our address. Or you can Google Battle Pub Games. Uh, the studio we are recording in is literally attached to the game store. Uh, our delivery people obviously only come during business hours. Mm-hmm. There's always somebody here to sign for it. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, we even had some people ask whether or not they could send like their like local breweries. I would love stuff. that. And that I would be, that. that would be fucking awesome. Uh, and, and your local booze. I guess there's some places that have regional mm-hmm. booze and stuff. Um, we, would love we that. drink that too. We are like, and also, um, I know maybe they, they kind of overlap, but homebrew, if you'd make your homebrew and stuff like that and want to bring it in, like I'm a certified judge, I'll judge your homebrew on air. I'll like, just judge you. Yeah. yeah so we'll do that. Like, I'll, I'll tell you it, what it you need to do. It, it could be brutal. It could be brutal. It's going to be honest. No, no. If, if, yeah. it, if it is your homebrew and you, want, and you want feedback, I will give you constructive good yeah. feedback. I'll just shit on you. Yeah. But if it's like your local like brewery, I will we'll shit on them exactly too. exactly what I think about We're it. We're equal opportunity shit talkers. Yeah. If you want to send uh, us bourbon, absolutely. And you can also send bourbon all day. Yeah. 100% I like gin I'll drink too. That. If you have gin. 
gin or rum? A local gin? A local gin. Fuck That'd it, be let's dope. Do it. Yeah. It nice. Yeah. I'll have a martini while we while we do this. I don't really like gin. Yeah, wear but, a fucking robe. But I'm here yeah, for you. If I can, like yeah. Cigarette lighter holder. I, One of those hey, big extended ones. Hey, don't don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you're like fucking John Barrymore. Fucking yeah, I'll just I'll come over here. Right here for it. All you little. Just like have uh, have like the girl from Ipanema. Do 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 do. Just some of that that soft luau music. Yeah, playing exactly. In the just, just just tiki bar. Click style. a button and the fire lights up. That'd be so dope. I'm here this for it. This thing fucking lights up. Oh shit! You know <laughs> don't say that. So <laughs> don't don't even mention this thing that thing. Freaks me the fuck out. I'm serious, dude. Uh, I, it's scary. It's thing. so beautiful though. It's it's, it's badass. So beautiful. It's also super expensive. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she's getting moved. She's getting. We're building a case for her. Okay. So she has her own glass case that she's okay, gonna go fantastic. So, because um, I don't trust this thing. I think I'm either. actually thinking about putting her in that corner. That'd be great. In a glass case. So she just great. so she's just looming. Nothing will happen to her. Though. So she's just looming in the back. Mm-hmm. But uh that's Phyllis. And she's not mine. She's actually a, a customer of ours. She stores okay. her here. And but, for those uh, using it as an uh, auditory medium, this is a ginormous war, warlord. It's a, titan. it's a warlord titan. It's a it's a professionally painted uh, Forge World warlord titan. If you don't know what that is, you can go look it up. Um, it's about a two foot tall uh, miniature. Yeah. So if that gives you the idea of just how un price tag of what about about uh, between the paint job and the model, there's probably about seven grand sitting there. So they're about as expensive as it gets when it comes to this game. Mm-hmm. You can uh, have this or a Volvo. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But uh, the Forge World, the Forge World Warlord Titan is the most expensive official model you can buy. Really? Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, super dope though, super dope. Anyways, uh, so I just I thought we should address some of those comments because people have been very good about yep. commenting on our yeah, stuff. Yeah, love it. Um, love it. So we fucking appreciate you. However, that brings us very politely into uh, mm-hmm. the only factual part of the show. Jim's Beer Corner. Yay. Ba, ba, da, da, ba, da. There, there, there's we, the we music. music you got to give this yeah. poor guy something. Yeah, <laughs> do something here, guys. So uh, today we have uh, a limited edition yeah. second pitch beer that so we're drinking. So this is, um, is a Czech-style Pilsner. It is called the Duke of Bohemia. We are only submitting it to or giving it out to about 20 accounts that we have. Um, this is pretty much what we call, which one of them is Battle Pub. Yeah. You're the only one that has glass or has has plastic cups that is getting this. I'm classy. Yeah, because you're a classy bitch, yo. Yo. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about what this is. So it's a Czech style lager. Uh, Czech style lagers are a little bit different from uh, German lagers. They have a lot more hops to them, and they use this very specific type of hop, which is called Saz hops. Saz or Saz. Um, and what like makes this really S-A-Z? cool. S A A Z. Double A. Mm-hmm. Getting. Fancy with it. Yeah, oh, the check. Yeah, it's check. All right, so to me, that's rough. That's rough? That's rough. So it's a lot of hop forward. It is. Yeah, okay, considering yeah. that it's yeah. a, a lager. Yeah. A lot of people see a color like this, a very clear beer. You very similar cold? to you that. you want this warm? How do you want this? You want this cold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're okay. going to want this cold. Yeah, okay. So you're going to want this at about, you know, 40 degrees, 35, 45 degrees. Um, and it's just a fantastic beer. Uh, good body on it. Good head retention. Pretty. Good. Yeah, pretty beer. What um, is that flavor? That is the Saws hops coming through. I know exactly. Why do I what you're recognize doing. it? I don't know because you're a man of class and sophistication. Well, you reached deep for that one, huh? Like that it, was yeah. I Jesus. I can't like narrow down anything. It's it's you're getting a lot. It is you're, a you're getting, very unique flavor. It is a very unique flavor. You're getting like on the malt side. You're getting a lot of like water cracker, uh, white bread crust. 
the hops, though, are going to be really floral, almost like a kind of a potpourri kind of uh, flavor to it. Yeah, you can definitely it. smell it. Mm-hmm. Like on the nose, it is very floral, yeah. but not like I don't know. Potpourri is almost too strong. It's, yeah, it's it's. It's like it's like it's like fresh uh, fresh wildflower kind yeah. of smell to it. No, yeah, it's got like a very. Um, mm-hmm. This is gonna sound bougie as shit, but it, it very much does have like a meadow scent to it. Yeah, it, like and that's a, what it's supposed to have. Uh, yeah. yeah, and this one, this beer is a passion. It smells project. like a sunny day. <laughs> it smells like joy. In Czechoslovakia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Czech Republic. Czechoslovakia does not exist anymore, sir. Well. Yeah. Uh, so this is actually a pet project of, um, yeah, whatever. Uh, this is actually a pet project of our QC manager, Paige Martin, the great Paige Martin. She is like a fanatic about this. We'll have her on the show at some point. Yeah, we'll have her on the show. Um, and she, this is like her thing. She spends like all year researching and making this beer. God, that flavor is just, yeah, it's good. It's one off, man. Like it's definitely different. And that you're saying that's that Saz hops. Mm -hmm. Like, is it? Like that hops is just such a unique flavor. It is it a just such a, it's a noble hop. Like yeah, that. it's really really great. One of the cool things, and just I'll leave you with like one little tidbit about uh, size hops and where we got the name. The Duke of Bohemia used to be the ruler of the Czech Republic or the Bohemia back in the day. It's called the Kingdom yeah. of Bohemia, uh, and it was actually against the law for anyone to take those hops outside of the country by punishable by death. Damn. So this was like a very serious thing with these hops. Like that's like their their thing they love it so yeah it's a fantastic beer light crisp good hot weather beer i was say it is sharp like yeah. it's it's sharp yeah yeah sharp real crisp it. yeah it's sharp. good but it's sharp it is like sharp. it's yeah. uh like when it hits your tongue that is not like a oh the flavor will roll on it's just like nope nope it hits yeah. you yeah. it slaps you around it lets you know it's there so so fantastic beer we're really proud of it um and it is going to be at several local bars and restaurants here in san antonio yeah i'm looking forward to having it on draft mm-hmm it's going to be good. It's going to be great. It's good. And then, yeah, and then we can also, uh, if you go down to the brewery, we have it at uh, on draft at the brewery, but we also do it a very traditional way of pouring, which is on the side pole. You know, one of those old yeah, side yeah, pole yeah, ones. Yeah. So we have that. So it's a lot of fun. I don't have that. No, you don't have that. I don't. You're not cool enough. Nope. Yeah, we got it from the Czech Republic directly. Not doing that. Nope. <laughs> Hard pass. Yep. So that's the beer corner. Bum, bum, bum. Fucking A. So that segues us into what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, so... Uh, down memory lane. We're, we're going to do a little uh, a retrospective yes. today, if you will. So we've been talking a lot um, lately about uh, RPGs, specifically some of the fallout with... Wizards uh, of the West Coast. Uh, Wizards of the Coast essentially yeah. deciding that they hated their IP and just seeing if they could shoot it in the face. Uh, which is the whole D&D debacle. Um, so we decided that with all of that, uh, we would take a look at some of the RPGs kind of starting in like the golden age, which in my opinion is like late 80s, early 90s was kind of the golden sure. age of RPGs. Um, professionalism right I there. Know, right? That's, that is. Uh, that was Beer Jim's phone. Sorry. We're just going to go Sorry. ahead and call Sorry. him out on that right now. Sorry. Um, but I think the late eighties, early nineties was kind of the golden age of RPGs. Uh, after that, when 3.5 kind of came along, that kind of shut the door on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the bigger titles kind of held on, but really D and D started to come into its own. And then you had RPGs just kind of stopped for a while. 
And then about 10 years ago, we saw a huge resurgence. Sure. Uh, and then they started really getting into pop culture and stuff was what coming about, out. So 3.5 was what, about what year? 3.5, I think was like 98, 99. It was into the nineties. So um, Y2K. Yeah. And it kind of, it kind of held on. But what the, the reason RPGs, in my opinion, really started to, to fall off is that in that era, you're starting to talk about home computers really started the to make leaps and bounds games. forwards. Yeah. Mm. And so RPGs went very, very digital. Yeah. Um, so you see a lot of the Diablo titles. Uh, I mean, you gotta keep in mind. Segwayed into you had the same kind of role. Yeah. Games, they went on a, and then, uh, Ultima Online, some of those things. Yeah. Uh, Mist. <laughs> um, well, EverQuest. Yeah. And then well, after EverQuest, after yeah. EverQuest, we had, I mean, WoW came out in 04. That was World of oh, Warcraft. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the tabletop guys just went to that because it was scratching the itch. And yep. it was like, yeah. you leveled up, you got gear, you had a group, you went on adventures, you went and dived dungeons. like, yep. And then you could turn it off and leave. Uh, yeah. And then, it, yeah. And, it, and if your party didn't show up, you could still play. So, mm-hmm. um, guys, D&D V 3.5 yep. came out in 2003. Okay, so 03. So it was a little bit later. So... Yeah. Um, well, I guess I'm thinking third edition. Got check, Caitlin. Uh, so yeah, that lovely voice that you heard is our producer, Caitlin, uh, who is now mic'd up and she's going to be able to, uh, chime in when we're idiots yes. and fix our stuff. So, um, I don't know if this is a good thing or not, but anyway, yeah. it's going to be a great thing. <laughs> okay. So we, the audience can go like, they really don't, don't know, know what the fuck, fuck they're talking about. about do they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. You so, nailed I'm that. Like, I'm like the wizard of Oz. You <laughs> can't pay no attention me, to the woman behind the curtain. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I guess three would have been late nineties and three, five would have been early. So that makes a hundred percent with wow coming out when it did. Yeah. And so, and then, uh, and then after that, uh, a lot of companies changed hands. A lot of systems started trying to take IPs and, and change stuff around. And so, but anyways, um, it really did lead to the rise where you had two big boys on the top Mm -hmm. and that was D and D and Pathfinder. So, and Pathfinder, Paizo, the people that own them, it's literally, without D&D, there is no Paizo. Because hmm. um, D&D made 4, 4E, but everybody loved 3.5, nobody liked 4E, so Paizo made a 3.5 OGL title called Pathfinder hmm. that everybody loved because it was 3.5, and it blew up this whole company, and Paizo is now the number two. Behind um, D&D. Or behind behind D&D for a long time. I'd be interesting to see what the sales numbers look like now. Because mm-hmm. in talking to Paizo, I know they sold eight months worth of books in two weeks. Jesus. When the OGL fiasco happened. So I'd be so interested to see what a lot, of people, a lot of people peeled off. Um, so, yeah. So anyways, we were talking about all this kind of stuff. And uh, we're finishing up. Uh, Big Jim and I are in a D&D campaign together. Right, right. Which is, is, is we're trying to close that up and we're shifting to a system from our younger days yep. called Riffs. You uh, guys have talked about this one and it seems yeah. like just like a hallucinogen fever dream. It, so there's a mythology to it. It wasn't just scattershot kind of game. But uh, so the guy who originated the game, it's, it's been around since, I guess, 90. 90. Um, and he'd been in the in the in the in the industry for a while, mm-hmm. um, and so he they they had uh, they they had TMNT. He had the contract for what Robotech 
Um, so they got the, the IP from Harmony Gold and they were able to do the Robotech. So there was the Robotech books. And then, so you had all this stuff. So people play, understood kind of how, how to play the games and stuff like that. And he was getting all these different ideas. And eventually they came up with. And this Rips. is a publisher called Palladium, Palladium Books. Games, yeah. Okay. Um, and Palladium is a huge publisher. So they came up with this idea called Rifts. And essentially what it was, was a Rifts. You ever seen the movie Heavy Metal? Yeah, you told me it's like heavy metal and... Uh, okay, so if you take the movie slash magazine heavy metal, and I don't care which heavy metal, heavy metal, heavy metal 2000, yeah. any of the heavy metal titles, right? take that and take an RPG, so dice and pen and papers, thing you play on a table, and, and they fuck and then have a baby, that's Riffs. Like, Riffs is... It's, it's a generalized rule set, and then he, they took kind of a sampling of every genre out there right and trimmed off some stuff so that it would all fit together and made it and the concept is it takes place on earth cool um and the concept is there's kind of this cataclysmic event and these rifts start tearing open in reality allowing other mythos to start pouring into our world So you get you get elves and dwarfs cool you get aliens you get the cthulhu mythos because he was big into that um the, the country, countries rise and fall. There's no, there's no really United States. It's you've got, well, you uh, have the coalition now, which is based outside of, of Chicago, Chicago okay. Texas, you know, some of the States still exist and they're in a thing. Uh, you've got vampires and they which exist. control everything from Mexico South. South. And you've got gargoyles, which mm. take over all of Europe. So you can do missions there and kind of get stuff. Yeah. Japan got, got its own thing. The yeah, rest of Asia it's got its, its own, own thing. thing. Like, that sounds super cool. And they released yeah. books for all of it. So you can travel around yeah. and you can change these so regions. Like your your, your mission can go to different places. A hundred percent. Yeah. So it's like, who, wants to, uh, who wants to go fight some gargoyles? So it so when the cataclysm happens, it, it took place after we'd sort of conquered the solar system. So you've got stuff off planet if you wanted to do, and they, they release books for that kind of stuff. Um, so you got all this stuff, mutants and, and everything. But the other thing that happened during the cataclysm yeah. is that these rifts open up. Well, it injects magic into the world yeah. too. So there's magic as well. So, and there's psychic abilities. And huh. so like you could be a druid with a pet Tyrannosaurus Rex. You can also be a 10 foot tall up armored, like super soldier with a cannon mounted to your shoulder. And you've got to bolt yourself to the earth before you fire a shot or you get flung backwards. Like, and it can shatter fucking like it. it, it yeah. If any of your 10 miles, it's yeah. anything you can think of. Yes. It's, it is literally imagination unfettered and there's enough, there's enough rules and guidelines to make it playable. But it's still open world enough to where literally the more bat shit that you want to go with it, yeah, the more bat shit the game becomes. So yeah. it's it's pretty great. Yeah, it um, sounds like just a great like with these riffs, it's like a great way of just bringing like every good idea from everybody else. And yeah, and and so it's literally one of those like, hey, are you really into like something like the Terminator IP, where yeah. you just like the idea that like mankind's on its back foot and there's all of these killer robots that are coming? Thank Guess you. what's in riffs. Yeah. 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 Like, do you want to be a knight with, you know, True. sword and board and the whole nine yards and da 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 da? Guys that do that. Guess yeah. what's in riffs? So like, are you a big Gundam fan? Guess what's in well, riffs? Okay. So my question is like, if you're doing a campaign and you're going in, can you like one time fight like a knight on horseback and then like 
you turn a corner and all of a sudden there's like, oh, there's a ginormous Gundam now we have to go after. You just described riffs. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite possibly, depending on how your group is set up too, like whether you can even deal with something like that. So you got to have somebody who's like a scientist or somebody's a mage. Maybe you got a dwarf that fucking does whatever a dwarf does in the thing. You got to have, they call a glitter boy. That's the guy with the big gun. Okay, then mm-hmm. you got other guys that take a shit ton of drugs. Yeah. The walking tank. Stuff. His name is Glitter. He's a the class is called a Glitter, Glitter Boy. Boy. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, Big fan. Yeah, and then you have like the juicers. Yeah. Who are? It, it's essentially anabolics. It's anabolics on anabolics. So like you <laughs> you you know Bane from Batman. Yeah. Hits yeah, the button and yeah. it, he fucking yeah. becomes all superpowered because the juice. Yeah. So juicers do that, but the the number one thing that the juice does is it makes you process things so quickly and you're able to respond so fast that the rest of the world looks like it slows down. Okay. So yeah. you become almost untouchable because you can respond but to it things. Kills your, it, 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 it's slowly killing you. And cool. if you overuse okay. it, you can literally just black slowly, out in the middle of combat okay, and just it, slam it into the you. dirt. Like, it is nice. killing you. So that character doesn't have a long lifespan. Right. Like it's, it, you become super powerful, yeah. but you're poisoning yourself while you're doing it. Yeah. So, so like, so like you can have like a, like a druid and a glitter boy and like a guy with a, uh, with a shield and sword. All hundred percent. Yeah. That could be like, party. that's my group. Yep. We're, we're yeah. doing this guys. There's also, there's giant, uh, armor suits that you can get. I can't, I'm blanking on the name right now. I don't know. Uh, there's talking dogs. Oh, the dog boys? There's dog boys. Dog boys? Yep. They uh, they were a, a government experiment, so yep. they're all soldiers. They're all, yep. like, infantry soldiers, and they're called dog boys. And they literally took humans, and they spliced them with dog DNA, and they're the new soldiers. They're called so dog space boys. Wolves. Space wolves are there. Cool. <laughs> um, but there's these huge fucking giant mecha, and it takes five people to pilot them. So you have, like, the pilot, the assistant pilot, and gunner, the nav guy, and da-da-da. It's fucking Voltron. So you're just piloting a Voltron. <laughs> this guy this this guy was just like he's like what what do i what do i love yeah yeah Yeah. it's everything it's it's literally this he so they had the ip for both like robotech and then they had the teenage mutant ninja turtle stuff so he took a lot of that because he could get the gameplay to work and then he just threw it into this game it got so it so popular i mean there was they they would produce the books so every region had a book but it got so popular, they were going to do computer games. They were going to do a movie. So yeah. Jerry Bookheimer, for a while, had the rights to the movie. They were trying to figure it out, how to make this movie for, for, for a And this is time. like mid-90s? So this is a 90s all the way up until the early 2000s. They got into some financial issues. There was some embezzlement in the company. They lost a bunch of money. Um, he's done Kickstarters. The Kickstarter didn't quite work well, out. And then Rifts got picked up by Savage World for a little bit. So Rifts was functioning on a Savage World system, there was a but it of, wasn't yeah, good. And then yeah. Palladium got it back. back. And, yeah. and now Palladium has essentially gone, we had this really good thing and it got too polluted and fucked up. So Palladium just said, fuck it, and just reprinted Rifts. Yeah. And I don't mean like an updated Rifts. I mean, just, they took the original book and they released a 30th anniversary and they they like, did this in 2020. Here, it's just now kind of come into shelves because yeah. everything got delayed. But they released a 30th anniversary of it. And it is literally, they took the original book and they just printed it again. That's awesome. And they I didn't like even that. like update the font. Like, so it still looks like it was printed on a dot matrix printer. Like it's all the still. The, <laughs> and it's all like the sketch art and like everything. And then in the back is like a 30 or 40 page, like paper museum of like the history of riffs in the back of that book. That's awesome. But it's, it's, it's an app. And really over the 30 years, the rules haven't changed no, much because they're loose enough yep. yeah. that you can 
really kind of do what you want. What with you need it. with this game, unlike some some of the games, you need a really good GM. You got to have a guy that's got a really good idea about. And a GM what, is like the dungeon master. The I dungeon master. Yeah. Okay. You got to have yeah. a guy who's got a really solid campaign because there's so much stuff that you're like, oh, squirrel, and you're like, hey, let's go to Japan. Like, no, we're gonna. Yeah. Go do- you've got to have a game master that one knows how to pivot. Mm-hmm. because because it can be that whole like oh yeah. squirrel and you go do this thing and he's got to know how to go like okay my players want to chase the squirrel how do i loop this back to where they need to be mm-hmm. and, and so you, have a bal- you need a balanced party too because you could come up against some stuff that you just can't handle yeah. yeah this is one of those games that you've got to know that it's okay just to run away yeah and it's and where you just go like yeah like, no you know, like no freaking big old monster comes up out of the sea which it's that's a thing uh yep. like you gotta be like oh, i'm done well because like yep. atlantis is back yeah <laughs> by the way it's in the gulf of mexico and if you wanted to know where atlantis all. was it's in the Gulf. they have of like gladiatorial fighting with like humans so it's like not a good thing okay so no. it's not atlantis isn't no. this uh, yeah utopia. and like yeah, the U.S. is gone. The coalition exists outside of Chi-Town because Chicago's gone, too. And they call it Chi-Town? It's just called Chi-Town that's, now. That's funny. That's where the seat of this uh, loose confederation. Yeah, yeah. It's so government, yeah. absolutely phenomenal game. Um, hasn't really changed much. No. Uh, it's back. And yeah. uh, so we're yeah. getting ready to start a campaign. Yep. Um, it'll, it's, we, we, Don't uh, tell me about that stuff. You know I can't do it. Fuck. I, well, it, we, we play right after the show. Yeah. I know, but then I have, like, I got mouths to feed, man. On a Thursday night? Yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so you got riffs, okay? So that was one game. Yeah, one of my personal favorites. Uh, um, Shadowrun. Oh, Shadowrun. Okay. Shadowrun. I, so like, I, I, Shadowrun. I'm 100% in on riffs. Let's see Shadowrun now. So Shadowrun came out a year year prior. Shadowrun was, you see the movie Bright with... Um, yes, I love that so, fucking movie. I, I am I am unapologetically okay, loving the world. Get, world is very close to that. Yeah, it's very close. Like it was, modern they world. They didn't have the IP, otherwise in. it would have been. So you get the mod. It, so it's the modern world. It takes place in the mid two. So it's like 2070, 2080. They updated it as as the kind of more so there. It, yeah. Out. So keep in mind, this came out in eighty nine. It's now in sixth edition. Yeah. So it's they have been, but it hasn't been a reboot. It's been an evolution to yeah. kind mm. of push it into near future. Yeah. It's oh, it's very, always it's in very, near future. It's always yeah. near future. It's very so, William Gibson, um, Technomancer. Yeah, and kind, bl- of kind of Blade Runner-y. It's, okay. So that's that world with magic comes back. So magic comes back. Um, dragons come back. So they always existed. Elves, people turned into elves and dwarves initially when the first kind of like awakening happened. Yeah. And then from there, uh, they have kids or whatever, or some just appear. Then you get a subsection, you get like, ogres and all that all stuff, kind of stuff people turn kind of... into those things or they start just happen you know they're okay, starting so around now you ready for the mind-blowing part because you know the, you know the movie bright yeah. love the movie bright okay so bright is kind of a near future magic is yeah magic is here yeah it, feel, it, it feels like it's thing, like 10, right? 10 years in the okay future. so now yeah. take that okay but make it an ocean's 11 movie because that's generally what it and is. that shadow run so shadow you run have... is you you have a crew and your crew is going. You are not heroes. You are thieves. You are thieves. Part, yeah. You are you are going to pull jobs. Yeah. Nice. So you're getting hired by syndicates or corporations or whatever There's to no go. Real governments, like it's the yeah. mega corporations. It's all mega. So Blade, so Blade Runner. So take right. that, like the Blade yeah. Runner, right? And like the, the Wyland Corporation. Yeah. Yeah. You you get that kind of stuff. Dragons are super powerful. There are dragons that run co- companies. That's how. Like. Yeah, we're not important. talking the big giant 
winged lizard things. We're talking okay. dragon kin is more of what I would yeah. call them. So dragon there looking are, guys. though, but there are massive dragons. There are the massive yeah, dragons. Well, massive. they can shapeshift. Yeah. So it's a yeah, but they, they exist, and they they're probably the most powerful things. You don't get to play those. Hmm. And there's only certain players. You can play humans or some mutants, or so you can play elves and dwarves to an extent. But for the most part, yeah. it's a it's a heist. Yeah, it's a heist game. So it's fun. The crew that you're so what you're always doing is you're you're yep. you're pulling jobs. Yep. So your team, yep. your crew, your whatever of whatever you are, whether it's mutants or humans or whatever you're going. And so the the game progresses with in the beginning, you know, maybe it's just a quick smash and grab, and you got to fight your way out. Yeah. But as you level up and keep pushing. Uh, you can get a hideout and you can get a ship. You can do all this kind of yeah. stuff. And it pushes kind that's of how right. hard the job is that you can pull off. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is like take Bright, yeah. but make it an Ocean's Eleven movie. Yeah. And kind of, yeah, kind of where yeah, Shadow runs independent Because you can't just go around shooting fucking people. Okay? Nope. Yes. It doesn't work. There, there are rules and law- there are laws. There's there, laws. There, and there, you're there not are, super powerful. Yeah, because there's cops and there's all that stuff. So. The countries exist. Some are more powerful than others. But generally speaking, they're beholden to the megacorporations. They're, they're uh, autocracy. Uh, yeah. And so and the way yeah. that they kind of break that up is that um, the different books that come out for Shadowrun, a lot of them will be um, city specific. Yeah. Okay. So like you'll have like PNW or the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. But it'll be like Shadowrun Seattle. And so – but Seattle will be the, the megacorp hub, and then that owns like the, the – Starbucks. PN, that owns like the PNW. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it would be like Starbucks is now – like, but yeah. it's more than just Starbucks and it's, whatever. It's, like the, it's Ameri- the, the Federation Ameri- of Starbucks. Indians hold right. a huge sway. Like the American Indian holds like they, they – territory and stuff like that they've got their own thing um yeah the, uh, so and they'll make Aztecs, all these books that do it so uh the, the elves own like oregon so they've they've got their own homeland that's elves that specific. Tracks. yeah and you don't want to fuck with them like you can't certain, i mean so they they have all this stuff um and the month and the books goes into a lot of detail how everything happened so it's not just like this is kind of what happened you get yeah pages it's got a, of a good 100 percent. it's got yeah. a really good fleshed out lore oh, of backstories how the world got there yeah oh okay um because in essentially they all start with okay all the history you know yeah that still exists we don't need to relearn history yeah okay but it's yeah. now like so essentially everything in the lore starts with like everything you know happened exactly what happened yeah. up till now and then tomorrow, some shit got weird. And yeah. like, that's kids that are elves. People are having dwarves. Yeah. So there's there's, in, there's this injection that comes yeah. in, yeah. and that shifts everything. Yeah. So, that just so, fucks so, up and they the also world. say like magic always existed. So the dragons didn't just appear; like they they were asleep, kind of thing. Yeah. So they do a lot of that. Um, so it is. It's it's kind of like Bright. Um, uh, and when Bright came out, a lot of people were like, "Oh, this is Shadowrun." They just couldn't call it Shadowrun. Shadow Run. Yeah. yeah. But it's interesting because it's shadow run from like the cop perspective. Right. Bright is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Bright, Bright is, is like yeah, shadow run, but yeah. from the cop. Such an underrated movie. From the cop perspective. Well, some of it was the. It could have been a really cool story. And it got a little buried in some of the. Yeah. Almost too small. It was small. Like, it, yeah. it was, was really tiny. Building. And so you didn't learn enough about the world. Yeah. And yeah. as a first outing, you should have made your point with it. Maybe the second one or third one, and the first one should have just been like, "Hey, let's introduce this really fucking cool world." Yeah. Then we'll this. give it some depth. We'll yeah. give it some more depth later. Yeah. And they try to just go like straight into the deep end of like, we're gonna put emotion in it, and it's like, okay, it's yeah. elves and wands and shit. Like, let's let's pump our brakes. Like, let's yeah. let's yeah. talk about what we're getting into. So here. that's yeah. kind of what. But, yeah, right, but, he, but right. they, it's very it's definitely Blade Runner. It's very willing to. And this is you can very, still they still put out books. Dude, I've got everything. it on the shelf right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, they still put out books. It's it like oh, yeah. sixth edition just came out like last year. 
I think. Do they have novels the, about it? Two, yeah. yeah. 2019. A, I might have to. Sixth start edition was 2019? Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, no, maybe the new city stuff. books came out last year, like Seattle and. Maybe. It's, when it's did like, the night books or whatever come out? It's cyberpunk with magic. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'm in. So it was. It's cool. uh, there's 50 novels. Yeah. 50 novels. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so they've written a couple. Got it. Yeah, there's and, one or two. And books. the newest there, edition uh, came out last year. Yeah, the newest edition. Newest edition was last year, right? That's yeah. all the the uh, Seattle nightlife Seattle. or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. They're yeah. dope looking. Uh, awesome. Really cool system with the the playboards too on like power like uh. Your relationships with different companies matter like hugely in that yeah. game. And so they made like a tracker where you like have these sliders that control like your current relationship levels, which determines like Can what kind work? of response you'll get. If yeah, you're like, in like areas uh, and stuff. how close are you to the Starbucks Corp? Uh, yeah, no, 100%. Like, no, it's no, a no big I got a card. Thing. I got a card. It's good. Yeah, yeah, so it's like I know a guy. That's why I say it's very Ocean's Eleven where they're like, we can't party here. But if we call this dude, we can do. Yeah, yeah then we can pull some shit. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Very, very relationship driven. I like it. That's a fun game. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it was it was fun, um, and it it was also one of the first books that I like. It, it was it was completely well done. I think that was like the second game I played. I, played I was gonna say, don't you have some old Shadowrun books the, sitting I got around? The original Sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still in like phenomenal shape. Nice. So, um, which segues back to another game. Gamma World, which was from TSR. Yes. So uh, so I think it's important that we talk about TSR and what TSR is yep. so that you can understand why, if it's from TSR, we care. Okay. So TSR originally is a tactical studies research is actually what TSR stands for. Uh, that is TSR, yes. which yeah. you see up there. Yeah, um, which is the Dungeons and Dragons originals. Uh, yes, but they did not start with Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. They started with tabletop wargaming. Yeah, like hardcore um, math-driven wargaming. Yes, yeah. and like wasn't a lot of fun, and it definitely wasn't role playing. It yeah. wasn't role playing, and it was very a lot of charts and graphs and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was all about historical, either at the time modern historical. So it would be like, uh, like in the seventies when they did tactics and tactics two, which was tank warfare. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a modern kind of one, game. and it was like the T seventy six was like the most modern tank in that game, I think. Or something like that. So it's interesting because they have a rule book from modern and yeah. it's like, Old. but the yeah. modern, like the tank came out in like the sixties. So, yeah. um, but a lot of their stuff was, uh, medieval warfare, like six millimeter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Historical Napoleonic stuff. Um, and then they brought in a little dude named Gary Gygax to help write the personnel rules for all of these tank games. And he was the only guy that they could get to actually write the stuff because he didn't have a whole lot going on. He was an insurance salesman or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he came in, and they were like, hey, if you help us out. And he was like, okay, but I got this idea for this other thing. And they were like, yeah, okay, whatever. You you write this, and we'll we'll make your pamphlet. Like, let's do this. Fuck it. And that's where D&D came from. He was also involved with a game, a miniatures war game, which he was kind of the, the title guy on called Chainmail. And okay. Chainmail was a miniatures game. Yeah. So that was a miniatures-based skirmish game called okay. Chainmail that still had, like, wizards and elves and yeah. whatever. But it was a medieval combat miniatures game, and it was called Chainmail. And it's probably the true predecessor to D&D. Okay. So a lot of the mechanics in Chainmail you can recognize in D&D, but D&D had far more role-playing and less strategy. So 
D&D was the first step away from tactical concept. Okay. So a company called TSR, Tactical Studies Research, Mm -hmm. Chainmail was a tactical game. Everything else is a tactical game. When you started getting into role playing, it's far less tactical. It's all about storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So Chainmail was tactical, had his name on it, and that kind of allowed him to do D&D. So, um, and, and there's a lot, there's a lot to it, man. There's yeah. a lot to that. There's a lot. But that, that is of a, course, but that, that is that's a, a good... wave top covering. Oh, it, it is that's, perfect that's for this podcast. Factual as but, far as how certain yeah. things happen. So TSR though was originally, it was just three stacks of letters, TSR. And it said tactical studies research. And then all of a sudden they started like including a little wizard that was next to it. And then that little wizard went away and the TSR thing started changing and there was a dragon that got involved in TSR. Right. Because D&D got so popular that they were like, all right, we got to distance ourselves from this tactical studies research title of like we make factual recreation historical games to we're making all this fucking money with this fantasy stuff. Right, right, We've got to get more fantasy. So they're the D&D people. Well, what ended up happening is that when TSR became the D&D people, they just printed money. So when they wanted to make a new game, as long as that cover said TSR on it, people bought it. Yeah. You were buying it. And so TSR is where like Dragonlance came from and where Gamma World Gamma World, comes which in. was a mutant game. So basically, uh, it's it's an alternate you know history one far in the future. And you basically, everybody's a mutant. In some capacity. Okay. And uh, the cover was this guy. Uh, I remember seeing it in Dragon Magazine, like the early Dragon Magazines. And it was this big fur covered, it almost looks like a giant rat with like cybernetic, like a cybernetic helmet and like cybernetic paws. Um, and this dude's like riding it. And that was like the cover. And they were pushing this thing, this Gamble World game. And it looked fucking cool. I never played it. Mm-hmm. Because we just didn't, because it's sci-fi and wasn't like really my thing. But it is a, like if you can find the original books it's it's friggin' cool it's wild yeah um and so with the same basic mutant, rules we're not talking yeah, yeah. we're not talking x-men where like yeah. you control the weather and yeah shit. yeah we're talking like it's there was two nuclear like, like, like yeah, 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 yeah. nuclear, nuclear mutants so yeah. the gamma is coming from like as in radiation yeah yeah so everything's been just blasted at yeah. This yeah. Point, right fucked and so uh the whole idea is that this this radiation has gone out and has now changed the genetic code. So it's like, and it plays on the whole like, you know, all mammals are like only like two or three percent DNA wise different from each other. Oh, like there's very okay. very tiny yeah. things. Yeah. So if you start mutating that DNA, then maybe you it turn doesn't into... take much for like giant rat guy or yeah. like or yeah. a now you just have a giant rat that could now be a horse instead of right, a rat. Right, 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 right. Um, or maybe you're born with, you know, ridiculous strength or you're, re- you're, so it's, you're a mutant, but not mutant to the point of, uh, if powers. The, yeah. You know, really have... that's where they, they don't make sense. Yeah. It, like it's yeah, a, yeah. it would yeah. have to be some sort of genetic mutation where it's like, you could heal super quick. Sure. Yeah. Like you just have a hyperactive system. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're super strong. Like you don't have to sleep. Like there's shit. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, um, but gamma world, I'm sure you probably have cliff notes on it. I personally have never played gamma world. That's one that I don't have. It's it's old old and it wasn't a, 
it kind of died off before I really started getting into gaming. Yeah. They kept publishing Gamma World. So Gamma World, the last publishing, 7th edition came out in 2010. So okay. they've kind of continued. It was for, for like, so, so you had 78, 83, 86, 92. And then it, it resurged 2000, 2003, and then 2010, um, which you can kind of see how, you know, the resurgence of, of different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's bringing like, back their old shit. Yeah, these guys are starting to bring back their old shit. But the art that showed up at Dragon Mag, it looked cool. It looked cool, but you can only play, how many games can you play? Yeah. Right. So that was one, one of Only people like, have oh, so should... much bandwidth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it, but it looked cool as hell. Yeah. So, uh, there was Gamma World. So this is where we're just going through, uh, going through everything. Different, different ones. Uh, another one, uh, that I, pl- I think we played a couple of times and has now come back again. You're making me miss fucking Dragon Magazine. Mm-hmm. I love Dragon Magazine. I had tons of them. I wish they were worth something because I finally got rid of them all. Really? And I the started buying them again thing. because we started playing D&D again. But uh, I had a ton of them because there was always good shit in them. And there was the ma- it was the ads and it was they were a huge magazine. And then also the other thing, Drag Magazine, too, they would put out a class that you could be like, well, if you had the Drag Magazine, be like, I can play this because here's all the rules. Like, I don't care. It's not in a book. Fuck you. I'm playing this. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, and there would be like little mini one shots yeah. and monsters and like oh, all you're like, oh this is yeah, kind of a cool pretty fucking great. Like, let's use it, whatever. So there's another game, Twilight 2000. <laughs> so Twilight 2000, which I sell. It is was, now it is now back. made by uh, it, a company called Free League Publishing, and it was a military game. So it's oh, so it's not our Twilight. It's no, not it's, Jazz's it's, and it's, No, it's not. No, our Twilight. No. Yeah. So okay. it takes place. Uh, after a third world conventional war. So after the war, not during the war where a lot of you play from a native perspective, like you're trying to almost get home. Okay. Like it's, there's been some uh, nuclear fallout and there's, you're trying to get home. So you've got, and it's, there's also like little missions you're trying to get back. So, so you've got a team of soldiers and you're running around. Doing and to give you an idea of timeline, why it's called twilight 2000. It's essentially the cold war doesn't stay cold. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. we get the third, yeah. World. Major world conflict. So so it's set like in like three yeah. weeks. Yeah. No, this is set. <laughs> that, 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 that's more no, of no, a no, joke no. for us right now. It, yeah. yeah. But no, it's more set like mid late eighties, mid nineties. Well, it takes place the war itself place takes place in two thousand. So ninety seven to two thousand. That's what everything Yeah, is the place. actual yeah. war. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then so it's the it's the aftermath of that. Yeah. Now what's really unique about Twilight Two Thousand and the way it plays is it's kind of it is an RPG. Yeah. It is without a doubt an RPG. However, it is not played with the idea of you have a party and a game master. Okay. So you have players that are involved and they're all trying to get through the mission that's laid out, but then you have a game master that operates as like an arbiter. Okay. So it's it's an interesting format because it's it's semi versus semi cooperative. Like it's a. That's what made the game tough to play because you were playing a you were playing both against and with the other people at the table. Yeah. So it may be because you were trying to get home. Yeah. So let's say Big Jim and myself are at the table. Now for a couple of couple of sessions, it may be that he and I cut an alliance because we're kind of going the same direction. Yeah. Yeah. But now we're coming to the point of resources are getting fucking slim. Yeah. Yeah. How do we do this? How do we do this? And so all the declared action and stuff that's happening is being done by the players. And then you have an arbiter. Okay. Who's like literally a judge that is just a 
cut and dry. He's the final word so that you don't get That's into the... That's what made it a little different. Yeah. Um, the the backstory is in that kind of stuff because there was like a lot of Red Storm Rising and some of the stuff that they took it from. I've read a lot of the books that they took some of the ideas of what was supposed to happen and how they thought a World, world War Three was going to play out. Mm-hmm. So they used that stuff to then create this mythology that is fairly... It's accurate because of some of what the people who wrote that mythology weren't running it for the story, but they took it from the story. Got uh, it. Uh, the movie Threads um, and some of the, the backstory of the, how that movie, if you that was the British version of uh, The Day After. If you, you've, seen, you've seen, no, I haven't you've seen, seen that. that. No, it's a nuclear war. It yeah, the yeah. Fuck out of people. Um, a lot of that stuff and how the war was supposed to play out is is they use it in twenty right. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, there was there was there was a cool uh, there was a, a nuclear like on one of the, the little campaign books there was a nuclear powered submarine that it was in Maine or something and it was like tied up to a pier and that was running the town like they hooked up fucking okay it's just like their yeah. generator Gener- yeah, yeah. it's like their generator and shit so that's the game though. it reminds me of like um what's that was that rock movie though not not with the rock Vin Diesel uh something AD or something like that. Oh, Babylon AD? Babylon AD. Yeah. Kind of feels like that yeah, a little bit. Odd. Like yeah. after the uh after the fallout and everything yeah. and he just asks like I have to get to this place. Yeah. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. It's it's an odd it was an odd it was fairly popular. Like you saw a lot of those books running around only because it was like a Cold War time period. Like yeah. that's why everybody wanted to play. There was no other game like there certainly wasn't any game like this. Mm-hmm. Um you had mutant games, you had, you know, uh, but this stuff um but this one has no like weirdness to it no magic no no this is like came out in 84 it was um uh i i I think it was a year or two uh before uh red uh uh hunt for red october and then red storm rising which you know got it yeah so it was before that but you had it was the whole cold war thing yeah so and it played into that um because there was no games like that no big games like that Mm -hmm. Um, where it was role playing. I mean, there's tactics games like that, kind of, but there wasn't anything like that. So mm-hmm. um, uh, that was it. Was a bigger one. I mean, people played it, but it was odd. It was definitely different. Yeah, it was like, yeah. The whole like cooperative, yeah, kind of not cooperative. Weird. It was weird. Um, yeah, so, you you would have to really choose. It seemed like you would have yeah. to really choose your play group well. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it takes a, a certain yeah level of player that really. You get an overly competitive group together. Yeah, it doesn't play super well because you just end up breaking the narrative yeah. almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of turns into like, just go play war games. Yeah. Like, if that's what you want to do, then just go play war games. Yeah. But um, if you're, if if you really want that thing, but you want that that threat of the other people I'm at the table with are probably more dangerous than what I'm going to face in this world. Yeah. Yeah. It adds a, a certain thing to it. It adds a, it adds a nice wrinkle for yeah. sure. Definitely. So you a had good all wrinkle. These games, so you had a lot of this stuff. A lot of the stuff we talked about too was, it was, was sort of the, sort of how the times were. Yeah. Everybody's worried about getting fucking nuked. As we got into the nineties and the wall fell, you got, Vampires and the folks yeah, so then you end up with like uh, the entire World of Darkness piece that came out, which was Vampire the Masquerade and Werewolf. Those people are fucking weird. The people who play that game, yeah, you're telling me that was the weird one. Strange, man. The problem is that's actually a really good fucking system. 
Like the, the game, the system good. itself it's is, well done. is awesome. Is, isn't Vampire the one with the cross arm thing? That's the guy that thinks he's invisible. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah. Um, but the game system is awesome, and so like all the World of Darkness titles are actually fucking great. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 system is great. The world is great. It's super immersive. They've really fleshed it out. The problem is, is the players get a little too deep. Mm. They people dress up so, to play it. Yeah, it gets a little too deep because World I of think Darkness. We should play. It. We should, play it. So we should do World should of do Darkness is fun. The problem with World of Darkness is that it's it's not a combat system. Yeah, it's a role playing system. Yeah, and that's the other thing. So too. You, you do a lot of just normal shit. It's like I'm gonna go uh, have dinner. <laughs> kind of well, it's, it, because it's a lot of it's it's very political. It's yeah. very it's like a lot of economy that's why people got into it like you got the weirdness because you were doing semi-normal things or building like a business or uh, like yeah that's sort of like all the movies where the vampires so it's stuff yeah so 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 it's completely like it was very empire building like like somebody could just leave their 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 shitty reality and just live in this it was the definition of escapism yeah it was and people get a little too deep with it and that's when it gets a little like okay this is yeah yeah. You got to let this go. Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between dressing up as your barbarian dude and yeah. being like, all right, and then being done. These people fucking believed it. And I got that from the get-go playing it. Uh, a buddy of mine played D&D with it, and he's like, how oh, we play this game? So he had this whole other set of friends that we didn't <laughs> know. And then we played it. Me and my buddy are like, this is fucking weird, dude. Like, I do this to blow off fucking steam. They're, like, into it. And they're all, it was very, like, hippie but vampire-y. And yeah, I'm like I'm done. I'm like I'm not. For a lot this. of them, it is yeah. everything else is an avenue just to get back to that game. You get to go play, and then you have people that game because it's a break. Yeah, yeah. And these guys are like, no, everything that I do that's not the game is the break. And then oh. I get back to the game, and it's it's so it's kind of reversed. And, and it was, and it was, and it was odd. And then because we weren't into it like they were, we never got invited back. Like yeah, you have to like really commit. You're like, this is weird. Like, I'm not gonna go hang out with you again. They were so into it. Anyway, so if you're into it and it, that's what you play, I would like cool. to. I, I it's a great game. I would, I would, I, the, the the vampire thing. I would like to just like see it in real life. Like, just kind of as like a as like a study. Yeah. You know, just like a fish. I'm sure somebody's like, streaming it. Oh, I'm, I'm sure somebody's sure streaming somebody a, a vampire game. Yeah, just like fishbowl being like, what the fuck? But it's a great system. The game itself is really yeah, fucking good. Yeah. I'm sure they're still around. I'm sure they're still. Oh, they are. I've got the new edition of Vampire yeah, on the shelf. Do you? That shit out. Yeah. Um, which brings us to the other guy that was big was the folks at our Steve Jackson Games, and GURPS. And GURPS, which uh, so which is the general universal role playing system. It is the general universal role playing system from Steve Jackson Games. Yes. Yeah. Damn, this I is the nerd. American Steve Jackson. There is a British Steve Jackson works for Games Workshop. Not the same guy. But Not the same guy. What the Fuck odd that thing guy. is, they both worked <laughs> on this a, a, a similar a game together. And Steve Jackson America wrote a bunch of shit for Steve Jackson, the British guy, and people thought it was Steve Jackson, the British guy, and it got very confusing. However. Yeah, they did know each other, and he's done some work for the British Steve Jackson. However, that's not – this is a complete role-playing so, system. But that was GURPS generic. is the general universal role-playing system. Yep. So what it is is it is a rule set okay. with no world. So Choose it is, your world. It you want to play role – it's like Pathfinder or whatever. Like you want to play fantasy, we've got rules that you can do it for. Yeah, yeah. so it is – it's just the mechanics. Mm-hmm. So this is I shipped you an engine – and now you have to build the car around it. Yeah. 
Really? But yeah. It's not that so, not, it's not a bad thing because if you want to have it's a fantasy way world, easier to pick up than you. Hey, think. I've got this great fantasy idea that how my world is going to work, but I kind of need. Yeah, or let's say you have an IP it. that you and yeah. a couple of friends are huge fans of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So like, like, uh, I am a huge fan of the Wheel of Time. Okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Wheel of Time. There was an attempt at making an RPG for the Wheel of Time. It did not stick. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm a huge fan of that world. I know the world. I have a lot of friends that know that world really well. Yeah. You could take the GURPS system and you could use the structure of the GURPS rules and to just make skin your own it world. Yeah. In the Wheel of Time world. And you use the GURPS system to give you those rules. Yeah. You don't have to figure out a balanced play system. Nope. It gives you it everything. It gives you that. And then there's ones for there's the GURPS like main book. And then there's GURPS Magic and GURPS Horror and GURPS. So, like, yeah. they make all of these supplement books for, like, okay, but these rules don't exist because I want to do – I'm a huge fan of, what, uh, American Horror Story. Yeah. yeah. And I want to play one. that as an RPG. Yeah. And it's like, well, we don't really have horror rules. And I was like, yes, you do. GURPS Horror. And it's just all the stuff for how you handle, like – fear in this that and the like all the right, stuff that you right, know with right. that i mean it was it's all in that book. how like his system that's pretty amazing um, that he was able to do that yeah and it was like uh you rolled so it was like instead of a rolling high you rolled low um you it, it was fairly involved it was a fairly involved and well fleshed out yeah and it works extremely yeah. well and uh apparently after the ogl fallout uh Steve Jackson at games itself came out and said like, Hey, uh, since the OGL is now not actually open and GURPS has always been a rule system that you could skin with absolutely anything. What would you guys like to see in an updated GURPS set? So apparently we're going to get a GURPS update, which is great because they haven't updated that thing in like 20 fucking years. Really? So it'd be really nice to see an update to that system. That's great. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a cleaner system. And you could do anything you wanted with it. Yeah. That was the beauty of that. And that's kind of that. nice. I think that's I have cool. three of the GURPS books at home. I think I have GURP Horror, GURP Magic, and GURP, and just GURPS, like the yeah. core book of GURPS. I mean, I think they put out a thing uh, that had literally every medieval weapon known to yeah. man. Yeah. No, there's and like it, GURPS weapons. Weapons. And, and it was yeah. like everything. So you, you knew. You're like, hey, I saw this fucking thing in a movie. Yeah, what I is it? Yeah. You can go find it. Whatever. It is everything down to like a stick. Yeah. Like it, it has like, if, it has if like you stats can on it. fight with it, they've yeah. got rules for yeah. it. And uh, and what's a cool rock. is then if, if you're writing a, a world. A medium rock. Then you can just go like, you could go in and just, you could cherry pick it and be like, this is the only weapons that exist in yeah. my world. And it just gave you those rules for it. And you just like, plugged them into your, to your world. And, that's really cool. I think yeah, that's really it's neat. super dope the way yeah. it worked. That's really, really neat. Super, super dope. So. And I know we didn't cover a lot of the, like, everybody wants to know, like, well, what system does it run on? Which means what kind of die do you roll yeah. when you're determining stuff? These are all over the place. Yeah. All right. So some of them are D20 systems. Some of them are D6 systems. Yeah. Some of them are polyhedral systems. Uh, some of them are percentage-based percentage based systems. Like, on how mm-hmm. they're all over the place. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, is that if you were completely stuck on but I need to roll this one die, play Pathfinder. It, it, you're not going to find a better D20 system than Pathfinder. You're just not. Really? Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that... Ooh, I'm going to piss some people off. Do it. D20 systems are fucking easy. Yeah. It, it just is what it is. You can outmath them. 
You can okay. out you can out math a D20 system. You can get to the point where you have so many fucking bonuses that you can't actually fucking fail. There is, hmm. and I can't remember which one I, I was looking at, but you actually had a um you had to know algebra to be uh to do some of the shit that they in the in the system. Like you divided your roles and, and had to do yeah. all kind like dude, no. Why Just really math, yeah, real math. It's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. overcomplicated, but yeah. D20 systems are they went to the reason that D20s got so popular is that they're so fucking simple. Yeah, plug and play. Just and, use them. and you can just you can overgame them, and so it, 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 honestly, it's why D and D is so popular now. Because fifth edition, like you can't die. Everybody's damn near a god. It, like it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Like you can fuck around in D and D, not follow the path, go through like one area with a few too many monsters. You level up a bunch if you're running an XP system. Yeah, and then you go back into the campaign, and you're so ungodly powerful at that point that there is no game left. Yeah. Like you're just mowing through everything and I'm sorry, but if I'm playing and there's no penalty, yeah, it doesn't make it fun. Anymore. Then it's not a game anymore. Yeah. Like that's just a, it's, it's, it's like when you're playing a video game and you do like, like when you were first playing you, doom and you play God mode and then you're like, this is cool. And then you play it for like an hour and you're just like, actually it's not that much fun because I can't die. I can't die. Like, yeah. There's nothing I can do. Like if there's no, if there's no, if there's no threat, Conversely, if you're playing Call of Duty DMZ and you're getting fucking smoked literally every fucking time you spot in a sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Got a little too personal there. But if there's if there's no threat, then there's no thrill of victory either. And D20 systems almost always turn into they get super gamed. And that's the big reason that people like D&D and you see all this stuff. It's like, well, if you take three levels in this and four levels in this and two levels in this and you take these feats, you can one shot anything in the game. And it's like. Yeah. Oh yeah, that sounds fun. It like yeah. well, there's always going to be those people. Like we we deal with uh, 40k all the time, like the meta work and stuff like that. Yeah. There are people who are always going to try to figure it, they're out. They're going to try and meta game it. And so my yeah. favorite systems are actually D6 systems. Um, so like it, it's everything you roll is a D6. Uh huh. And so, uh, like I like there's a system uh from Evil Hat Evil Hat Productions uh called Blades in the Dark. So Blades in the Dark is another heist one, but it's set in like Victorian times. Nice. Um, and there's some magic and stuff, and it's a very interesting system, very interesting world. Uh, but all of the power that runs in it is off of ghosts. So when you die, your ghost doesn't like leave, just hangs out, and they turn you into like batteries and shit. So <laughs> it's kind God, of a cool God world, but um, steampunk with ghosts. But uh, it's uh, it is actually kind of steampunky. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it's a D6 system, so. You're considered a subject matter expert on whatever you're doing. Like, you don't have to say, like, I have this gear. They're like, yeah, you're a professional criminal. Like, we expect you Got just it. to have these things. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, but you roll, you only get to roll a D6, and it's degrees of success. And the only way that you fail, fail, is you roll a one. A <laughs> six like is it. you nailed it. A four or five is you did it, but maybe not the best. Like, a yeah. three or a two, three is you accomplish it, but it was it was fucking rough. And yeah. Somebody probably got hurt. And, go. yeah. and then a one is like, you fuck. Yeah, like you did not do this right. But the way it works is the better you get at something, the more D6s you get to roll. And you take the highest result of all the D6s you roll. But you can convince the D- the GM to give you more dice. And it's like, well, I did this to prepare and this to prepare. Plus I have this skill and this skill and da 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 And you can be like, okay, so you get your core die and you're getting three more. So now you're rolling four D6s and you take the highest result out of those four D6s and that's the result you get. And then I'm knowing my ass, I'll get four ones could happen and i'm just like well shit yeah so there is a amount of luck to it but the biggest thing that i i don't like about D is it's things like 
cool, I'm going to climb this ladder. And it's like, okay, I'm going to need a climb check. And it's like, okay, so. Well, I, I can I, climb a ladder. I'm this fucking, I'm a ninja at this point. You're telling me that I, I can't climb a goddamn ladder? Like, why am I yeah. checking absolutely everything? everything. And yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. some stuff I should just be able to do. Yeah. Or the like, DM. I'm going to walk over to this door. I like when the DM says, like, hey, I, I'm going to go, you tell the DM, I'm going to go do this thing. And it's it's in combat, or it's like, okay, you're going to do one check, but I'm going to give you three different things that you either did well or fucked up with, and you're going to go with it. Like, yeah, you fucking smoked the dude, but in the middle of it, your fucking weapon went flying off into the bushes, and yeah. you got to go get it, or you're going to go punch the dude in the head with a rock because that's all you have because your goddamn fucking plus six axes went yeah. flying. Yeah, and so, and that's a lot of the stuff, too. Like, if you roll and get a result, and then it just, like, unlocks, like, a almost like a cut scene where the GM's like, okay, you do this. And here's what happens. And you just get told, like, yeah. you know, yeah, you threw your rope. But what you didn't realize is it hooked onto the leg of your buddy that was at the top of the cliff. Yeah. And now he's fingernails into the fucking dirt trying to support your body weight while yeah. you're scaling so this you thing. You just created the scene, and, and it's so much better. Yeah, yeah. you that's, created that's immersion. As much as anything yeah, but that's, a, yeah, a lot of it's on the GM. Yeah. So, but ultimately... Speaking of you there. Yeah, it's almost time. Producer, no, never yeah. mind. But, uh... Silvers. Uh, speaking of which, two silvers. Silvers. Uh, we just we wanted to kind of take a walk down memory lane yeah. and show yeah. that there are systems out there with damn near as much history as D and D has. Yeah. Um, D is just the most popular. Like that riff there, sounds amazing. It's, it's incredible. So fun. And, uh, and then the Shadow Run was the second one you talked about. Yeah. Those are my those are my heavy hitters. Shadow Runs are interesting. Huh? Yeah. Shadow like if if you're a Blade Runner fan. Yeah. Shadow runs right there. It's yeah. super tight because you can do a lot of the stuff without even thinking about the magic. Yeah. Um. And then the people who wield magic and some of the some of the stuff like you almost can't fuck with them because it's like it's it's so. Well, and it, there's also an RPG yeah. out there literally called Cyberpunk. And well, yeah, it could be a Cyberpunk. I mean, yes, yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. called Cyberpunk. cyberpunk yeah. And now the edition they're on, I think, it's called Cyberpunk Red. Um, that that's literally. I mean, it's cyberpunk. And there's so uh, much and then, background. And yeah. so we sell and novels. Yeah. And, here, we sell the Blade Runner RPG. Yeah, and it's Blade literally Runner. just the Blade Runner RPG. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. That's um, cool. But, uh, <sighs> excuse me. Um, there's just, there's so many systems out there. And the systems have been around a long time. Yeah. I mean, everything that we just listed started in the 80s or yeah. early part of 90s. 90, yeah. So you're talking about games with 30, 40 years worth of heritage on them at this yeah. point. Right, 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 right. Um, I mean, yeah, D&D's old, but some of these others are, they're right there. Yeah. yeah. And to be honest with you, what you've got are games that, I'm not saying D&D didn't do the Lord's work, because it did. It mm. broke a lot of barriers, mm. it did a lot of the heavy lifting, it figured a lot of it out. If you and say a role-playing game, you're only thinking of one, and then, unless you play a bunch of them, yeah. you're only kind of thinking of one. But it opened the door, and yeah. and to be honest with you, I'm a huge D&D fan, and I have been for a very long time. Um just not a wizard. But I'm coast. not a Wizards of the Coast fan now. Yeah, that's and the sucks. thing with that, and that's kind of why we're doing this is a it's easy for us just to shit on Wizards of the Coast and say, go play something else. Oh, but when that nobody door knows to kind what of say, like, is. hey, yeah. there's all this other cool shit. And to be honest with you, if you think tabletop gaming might be something that you're into, but maybe high fantasy isn't your jam. Oh, there's so much more. There is so something out there more, that will yeah. tickle that. Like, yeah, that will, that will like, tickle now, you. Like, every, everything it. you want to do, Predator, Predator, Aliens, Terminator, all that shit's out there now. We have one that we're bringing in uh, called Everyday Heroes, and all of their campaign books are based on over-the-top fucking action movies. Yeah. So it's like 
Rambo and Pacific Rim and like, like all those like those are all the campaign books. I like it. So like so even if you don't want to do the whole like I don't want to come up with this world and whatever, play in a fucking world you like. Yeah. Like yeah. it's all out there. Yeah. Play like, a world that you already figured out. All of them. Like yeah. you want something hyper brutal? There's a Conan one that is fucking just Oh, is it? Oh my god. It is rowdy. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and it's fleshed out. Yeah, yep, so, and it's already done. Like you don't have to do like I don't want to play elves and shit. Don't go yeah. be a vampire. Go yeah. fucking go be a, go be a glitter boy. Go fucking Call of Cthulhu. There's a fucking Call of Cthulhu. Game. There's a Call of the Cthulhu one. There's Pulp Cthulhu. Yeah. Like there's all sorts of shit out there. So go find something that you actually like. You know, try something else on. I guarantee you, if you come to my store, if you go to any other fucking game store around the country, and you see like, hey. I'm kind of interested in this off the wall fucking RPG. Would anybody be willing to run a demo? Somebody in there is going to be yeah. a fan of that yeah. game and go like, I got you. I got you. Like right yeah, here. Let's, let's sit, down. sit down. Let's do this. Yeah. So just don't yeah, do a hundred percent. So go do it. Uh, anyways, uh, I think we've wasted enough of these people's time yeah, with this yeah, walk down memories lane. That was fun. So, uh, yeah, good education. We got a little like, education on education. you. You know, education is so important. And being right is so important. And you knew how who else was oh, right? Fuck! God, God damn, damn it! Liam and Russ was right. Oh, that was smooth. I gotta give smooth. him that one. Yeah, He's that was so not bad. It is so good. Uh, Second Pitch Beer Company and all the social medias, Battle Pub Games, uh, and all the socials, BattlePub.com. Send us drinks. Yeah. Uh, send us drinks. You can send it to uh to the store. It's Battle Pub. Yep. yep. Uh, and we'll get it. In the meantime, uh, roll some fucking dice. Make some new friends. Because uh, we're all about the games, drinks, and hijinks Jinx. around here. So, uh, boys, here's to you. Skull. Arrow.